Hi, Coco. Hi, Serena. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to, to the Take Five Podcast. What do we have on tap today? We have the wonderful guest, a good friend of yours, the author Eddie Shapiro. He's written the book Nothing Like a Dame and Queens in the Kingdom. And he has a new book coming out, which we're going to interview him about today, called A Wonderful Guy, where he, uh, just like Nothing Like a Dame, tales on interviews of Tony Award winning um, performances, Nothing Like a Dame. Uh, or actors, um, and Nothing Like a Dame is about um, Tony Ward winning famous Broadway female uh, performers, and uh, A Wonderful Guy is going to touch more on male performances. And This should be very interesting. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I like it. So, the way this episode is going to work is, as you can already tell, Evan is not here because he's at college. So Coco is going to be filling in as my co-host or just Ooh, host. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and first we are going to have an interview section. Then we are going to do a quick um, top five list of our favorite um, male performances. Hinting and then games with Coco. And then games with Coco. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you will enjoy. And without further ado, sit back. Sit back. Relax. Relax. And enjoy. And enjoy. The Take, the take five, 5 Podcast. podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Coco. Welcome to the Take Hi. 5 Podcast. We're glad to be here. Um, so today I am joined by uh, my good friend Coco, who you all know, and I'm also joined by new guest Eddie Shapiro. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. It's Eddie. so delightful to be welcomed anywhere these days. <laughs> That's true. It's nice to see a face, right? <laughs> well, I'm so frequently thrown out of places, so the welcome is just it's lovely. Well, we wanted to have you here. I am. I am co-hosting in Evan's place yes. and we asked to have you here because we wanted to talk about your new book yes what oh my gosh well I'd be delighted you may not well, know this listeners but Eddie is a well well-known author <laughs> well I'm know. well known to Coco <laughs> small circles yeah well known he's written um nothing like a dame and he's also written uh, oh, what was it called? <laughs> it was your, oh, Queens in the Kingdom. That is right. Um, and his newest book coming out is A Wonderful Guy. And we are going to have a little interview section about it. I'm, I've am i read um, Nothing Like a Dame, which also great, uh, great referencing on uh, both of the books being references to South Pacific. <laughs> I noticed that. In Thank the you. I, I went old school. I went old school. <laughs> we like old school around here. Yeah. Actually, so when we play our game, we tend to pick old school musicals more than yes. not. <laughs> so much better because if you had, you know, started quizzing me about Natasha Pierre, well, actually, that's not even yeah. true. So. so much better was a Legally Blonde <laughs> reference and you didn't even mean to do it. Right? <laughs> right. They just happen on accident. That's I feel so much better. Sorry. Correct. Serena, that second title that you mentioned of Eddie... Mm -hmm. Eddie's book, 
Um, do you know about that? Do you know what that is? I know that I don't know much about it, but I know it involves um, Disney, Disneyland, and I know it had a lot to do with the LGBTQ community. <laughs> exactly what it has uh, to do it. Yeah, you're right there. You're right there. Queens of the Kingdom is the official, or uh, sorry, the ultimate, we call it the ultimate gay and lesbian guide to the th- Disney theme parks. <laughs> so, you know, some portion of your listening audience, like three people, there's crossover. <laughs> oh, I bet there's more crossover yeah. than you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe six. Tell me about, though, um, do I have it right that Gay Days at Disneyland is your baby? Did you create that? It is. That is correct. Um, I, I uh, co-founded that event with Jeffrey Epstein back in a long time ago. And, yeah, because, um, because we lie about our age, we can't mention that's it. That's right. Yes. Um, but uh, but it, it, is, it, it is more than two decades ago. And, uh, and of course, last year we, were, we did not get to happen, but we will be happening again this fall. You will? We That's will. exciting! Yay. Yay! It is exciting. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of singing, uh, singing of show tunes at a gay day at. Disneyland. Well, actually, because because I am who I am, so the some of the things, some of the crossovers that have happened, oh, like so. Uh, 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 it's gonna it's gonna keep going like that, isn't it? Um, Audrey McDonald came out and performed at Gay Days. Carol Channing and I did a did an in person interview at Gay Days. Flor- Alan Cumming and I did an interview at Gay Days. So you know, my wow. uh, cross pollination is always fun. Yeah, good. My I love my. it. <laughs> well, tell us the, about this new book, and is it it is a companion to the other book, right? Nothing it like is. So nothing like a name's subtitle is conversations with the great women of one mm. of of musical theater and a wonderful guy's subtitle uh, conversations with the great men of musical theater and some of the great men nineteen of the great men <laughs> yeah you you may have left a few out yes well although some of that is not necessarily my choice there were there were there and I, I always you know that happened with nothing like a name people yelling at me on social about how could I not include you know X or Y person I'm like. It's not like I didn't ask. Of course, there's that, right. There's someone saying no or getting no response, but there's also (laughs) only so many chapters, I suppose. Right, well, and that's... No, that is a key a key element. Um, this both of these books, I really really wanted um, to have career encompassing conversations with these people to because you know if you're us theater nerds, we read articles in Playbill or in the New York Times or whatever, and I never feel like I'm getting enough. I'm like yeah yeah, but more 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 more. So I wanted to have a conversation that covered every single show that these people were in, and knowing that a publisher was not going to let me publish something the size of four phone books, I had to limit it um, to the number of people so I had to set up some criteria so in the first book the criteria um the primary criteria were that you had to have at least one Tony Award you had to um you had to have a full career in musical theater so you couldn't be like Glenn Close who like you know movie star who drops in and does a couple of musicals um or you couldn't be Julie Andrews who started in musical theater and then went off and you know and had a career someplace like you needed a career in musical theater and um you also had to say yes when I asked that, that was like probably that was the yeah that was the most important one of all that was really the deal breaker if you said no to me then I'm sorry you couldn't be in the book <laughs> you are not in my book yes. yeah that's right um were you ever starstruck yes um uh several times and but more more than starstruck because I'm um uh, I am quite young, but still old enough to be a professional that um, that it was more about pinch me moments. Like yeah. so sitting on Barbara Cook's couch <laughs> and having her put her hand on my knee and sing to me. Oh. 
like that's like or 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 finding out quite accidentally like and I say this not this will sound like I'm bragging so forgive me because it's not that it's totally no no it's pinch me it's like I cannot believe this is effing happening to me which like you know so you're at Patty Lapone's house and she says what are you doing this weekend and I say or next weekend and I say I don't know nothing and she says why don't you come down to the beach house and spend the weekend and we'll finish then okay that you know so moments like that where you go how did this become my life um so how did, how did than, it become your life though do you just you had this little kernel of an idea that you were going to write these books and it mm-hmm. came to be or someone brought this to your attention no where do you, where it, it is from? so it actually it's funny that i mentioned barbara cook because barbara cook um for 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 your listeners who know barbara cook barbara cook um in her cabaret in shows may she rest in peace in her cabaret shows would talk a lot about um the uh between songs about the golden age of musical theater, about being, you know, working directly with Rodgers and Hammerstein or with Leonard Bernstein or, you know, being in the room with Sondheim. And um, um, uh, she would tell these rich, rich stories. And I thought to myself, God, these stories are so good and they're going to disappear. I mean, this woman was no spring chicken. And, you know, I, I, so I wanted to capture them and I wrote her this impassioned letter saying, you know, hey, would you be interested in collaborating on your autobiography so we can tell your stories? And she got back to me and said, no. Uh, so, um, right. but then I thought about it some and I thought, well, why stop at Barbara Cook? Why, you know, there are lots of women and who, whose stories I, I, we could tell. So I wrote to Barbara Cook again and I said, how would you feel about being a chapter in a book? And she, to that, she said, yes. So once I had Barbara Cook on board, then I started reaching to out to other women. Um, and it really, um, even before that, and, and this is in, in, very much in keeping with uh, Gay Days as well, Gay Days at Disneyland, um, I found um, uh, sometime in my life that it would be great to figure out the things that I really, really love and figure out the things that I can do and figure out how to put those things together um, and try to make money doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and actually money's secondary, um, although it's not it's not irrelevant. But in terms of how you want to spend your time and, mm-hmm. and what you want to pour yourself into, if you're going to invest fully, it better be something that excites you. Um, so yeah. that's how that's how this started. And um, and then after Nothing Like a Dame came out, I found out a couple of things. I found out that um, people liked the book. I found out that I was good at doing this. And um, so I thought, all right, let's keep going. Um, so ergo, a wonderful guy. Ergo. And how many years are between the two books? It's been a couple of years, right? It's been seven years. Oh, and wow. Th- there are a couple of reasons for that. One is because I wasn't immediately ready, um, in part because I wasn't sold on the idea, um, on, uh, on my own idea. I was sort of like, gosh, you know, when you talk about the women of musical theater and you have people like Angela Lansbury and Carol Channing and Patti Lapone and Audra McDonald and Sutton Foster, it's an awfully sort of sexy group of people. And then we talk about the men to take nothing away from the men, but in the Broadway world, we love our divas. Mm-hmm, um, right. And I thought, God, will people be nearly as interested in, in, in the men? So I had to sell myself on the idea. I also spent a long time touring uh, Nothing Like a Dame, and that kept me busy, as well as producing gay days and working other events, which is how I make my money. Um, yeah. But then when I suddenly decided I was ready to do it, then I was ready. But then even... Then these interviews, they go on for hours and hours and hours. These men are incredibly generous with their time, but they're also working actors. Mm -hmm. So when you say, you know, um, uh, to Norm Lewis, for example, who was the first one to sign on for this one and said, yes, I'll do this, um, it, it, it ends up being 
five different meetings over the course of two and a half years. And you Whoa. multiply that by 19 guys. Um, I mean, some of them were one sitting, but some, a lot of them weren't. Um, right. And scheduling all of that, and I'm a bi-coastal person, so right. it just, you know, it's logistics and timing, mm-hmm. um, but it's done. Takes a while. It's done, and it, it comes yeah. out when, please? It, it comes out on May the 3rd. Oh, now May the 3rd. See, I was going to say yes. the wrong date. Great. May the 3rd. No, you had April 1, um, and April 1 was the thing up until last week. Well, I was um, going to say April I, 19th. I thought it was April 19th for some reason. Uh, so. No, April April 19th is the day the books hit the warehouse, ah. and uh, <laughs> and May the 3rd is the day that they end up in your mailbox. It'll be a wonderful Mother's Day gift for someone. There you go. There you go. Um, or or in in honor of the Tony Award nominations that would have come that week if we were in a normal season. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, it's so exciting. And and where do you how do you collect the photographs? Mm. Um it's 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 quite a challenge um because uh the budget for the photos that the publisher gives me is not high. Um mm-hmm. so I have to um I I look for photos and then I beg um, I, right. I reach you don't out show to the, the pictures we've all seen already, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part right. Of it too. I try to I, I try to come up with 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 some you know uh, unique photos or or at least unusual photos, and then I go to the photographers and I say, you know, look, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is this fee that I'm offering you is by no means a reflection of your work, but here's what I can afford. <laughs> and sometimes with you know lovely lovely people like Carol Rossig or or Joan Marcus who shoot so much for the theater, and when I'm buying a ton of pictures from them, they they they're 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 willing to work with me some neat mm. it must feel very rewarding do you have another book in mind is there already uh, it's not only in mind it's i'm halfway through it um oh, i have on. another <laughs> i have a uh, yeah because after i did this one and then a pandemic hit i oh, handed yeah, in the manuscript i heard about that <laughs> On G- yeah, right? I handed in the manuscript uh, for this one on June 1, and I thought, okay, um, June 1 of 2020, and I thought to myself, I can't, I, I need to, to keep myself um, uh, with purpose during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I changed the rules. On the first two books, I insisted that all of these interviews be in person, and this time around, I said, you know what? I'm at home, all of these actors at home, mm-hmm. let's do it on Zoom. So yeah. I am now halfway through It Takes a Woman, um, which is the next batch of ladies. Oh, oh, oh it's just more, more. <laughs> more women, yes. More, more. Okay. Um, I talked too much, Serena. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bowl over anything you wanted to say. Oh, no, it's okay. I, I just wanted to, I was reading um, Nothing Like a Dame uh, recently because um, we, we bought it and we also bought a copy in advance of um, A Wonderful Guy. Woohoo! Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and you. It's exciting. You, um, like you talked about earlier how you like to get, like you feel like in the Playbill interviews all the time, you don't get enough. And mm-hmm. that was something I liked a lot about reading yours. Like very much when I read interviews or watch them, I get really, really bored and I never knew why, but just like, um, I think especially with like the Patty Lapone one, like you gave context and a little more outside of the interview and how the interview like came to be like you saying like suddenly I'm, she's asking uh, if, like what she what I want spread on my toast or something like that in the middle of her beach house and you're like and talking about like you don't just touch on because it's a book it doesn't just touch on um 
like you don't just look at the words or hear what they're saying and it's just with the questions like I really appreciate how you even compare um, your experience in the interview with that person to their perception on Broadway I thought was interesting Thank you, Serena, because that's exactly what I was going for. I really wanted, um, you know, three separate things to come out of the printed page. One, obviously, the words, the stories. Two, my my experience of, of that person. So that's the introduction is sort of what happened when I walked into the room? What were they like? What was the vibe? What was the energy? What, what, what did they give off? Um, and then third, um, and this is sometimes the hardest, is capturing the voice. Um, yeah. So that it really, it, it sounds like that person speaking because, you know, sometimes, I mean, Patty the Poem was 14 hours. That wow. itself could have been, you know, its own book. Um, so editing it down in such a way that the stories are still there and still maintains her voice, her cadence, her sound. Um, that's the challenge. So great. You're such a nice way in. We, you, mm-hmm. you are our way in and, and yeah. your own personality is fun and helps that. It's really cool. Well, thank you. That, that Again, that's very, very sweet. And I'll tell you, you know, something else that um, Barbara Cook said to me. I'm terrible, terrible, terrible at a compliment. Terrible. Um, just because, you know, I'm, <laughs> and, I'm and a New York Jew. Giving one or getting one? No, getting one. I'm great at giving them. I will effuse all over you. But when I receive one, I immediately shrug them off because, mm. you know, that's that's what we're told to do. We're taught to do in, you know, New York right. Jewish households. Um, uh, but um, But I'm leaving Barbara Cook's house and... She takes me by both hands and she says, you know, thank you so much. And, you know, she, we, we've had some lovely time afterwards. And she says, you're really, really good at this. And I sort of made some crack and she grabbed me hard um, and said, no, listen to me. You have to know that you're really, really good at this. And I left there thinking, wow, how embarrassing that I had to sort of be shaken into myself by Barbara Cook. But also Barbara Cook has been. Um, interviewed a bunch and if Barbara Cook is telling me that this felt different to her and that, that this 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 had other elements then I should really listen to that and I should right. really take it in um, so um, she helped me sort of um, own what I'm good at you know and that Amazing. was lovely I don't know how much you're allowed to say but there is there any like specific person out of your new book or one of the books you read that like you've already mentioned like one about Barbara Cook but just like like any like specific thing that stuck with you from either experience with the interview oh this isn't a screenplay there are no spoilers here i'm allowed to say anything yeah. i like i feel like <laughs> it should be one of the men though like so, can you tell us yeah. the story of one of the men just because mm-hmm. of the new book it'll be it'll be interesting. yeah i can tell you um uh, i'm trying to decide because there's so many mm-hmm. and, and and the thing that i'm really grateful for every single person who sat down with me i'm so grateful for people's candor they trust me and yeah. and they, they tell me stuff and I'm so grateful for it because it's just not, you know, your sort of slick, soundbitey thing. Right. Um, so this one's a little sad but telling. Um, and, then, and then if you want another one, I'll tell you something happier. Um, but um, uh, one that really, really struck me. So Norbert Leo Butts, um, two-time Tony Award winner Norbert Leo Butts, um, did the musical Big Fish. And mm-hmm. um, Big Fish was a big flop. And um, uh, Big Fish, you know, I'm sure all of your listeners know that doing a new musical these days takes years. It's a ton of workshops and readings and massaging and then you play out of town and Mm -hmm. 
all the stars align, you end up on Broadway. And in this case, with Big Fish, after years of all of that, it ends up on Broadway and closed something like three weeks later. And um, Norbert, who is not unlike many of these gentlemen, is A, no longer 20. He's got kids at home. He's got a wife. You know, he's got a family. And so he said, I can't afford to do new musicals anymore because you spend so much time getting paid bupkis. Uh, and then you finally, the big payoff is supposed to be that you'll open on Broadway and you'll be making decent money for the year of your contract or whatever it is. And then that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And you've invested your heart, your soul, your time. Um, and at the time he told me this, he was doing My Fair Lady. He said, I can do this because this show, did, well, you know, last. it's not like, yeah. and also we didn't have to, you know, try it out out of town to see if it works. We know it works. It's my favorite, but I can't afford to do mu new musicals. Oh, and for two-time Tony Award, yeah, exactly. Two-time Tony Award winner Norbert Leo Butts to say, the industry is such that I can't afford to do new work anymore. Mm -hmm. That no, is... We, we want him in the new works. You know, that's not... Of course, of course. And and it, it, it's, um you know, or you can be a Dina Menzel and make a, enough Frozen money that you can then do whatever you want. But um, yes. but it's it's a reality of the business, mm -hmm. um, and I found it um, uh, of course heartbreaking also, um, and but also um, really eye opening, mm -hmm. really eye opening, um, and, uh, and 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 honest and true. Um, now, if you want something more lighthearted, I can tell you something more fun. If you want, well, lay it on us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, into the woods. Everybody knows Into the I Woods. I love it. Love it. It was on our top five uh, list. My favorite yes. musical. There you go. <laughs> yep. There you go. Okay. So in the revival that 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 perhaps you were around to see, um, Serena, um, that starred Vanessa Williams, uh, the the uh, princes were played by Greg Edelman as Cinderella's prince, and Christopher Sieber as Rapunzel's prince. And uh, they both there were two wolves on stage. They were both the wolves, um, and then uh, they were the separate princes. And Sieber understudied Edelman. Um, so they're on stage howling, um, you know, at the end of Hello Little Girl, and Edelman throws out his back. Uh -uh. They walk off stage. This is early, early, early in the run. They walk off stage, and he goes, I, I can't, I can't go. You're going to have to go on as Cinderella's Prince. And the stage manager's all freaked out, what, you know, switch out the costumes, and, you know, and, and Sieber hasn't had an understudy rehearsal, but he's got this. He's like, you know what, I... I love this show. I grew up on this cast album. Like, I got this in the bag. No problem, everybody. Y'all calm down. I got it. Well, there's a moment, as anybody who's seen Into the Woods knows, at the end of Act One, where uh, the Cinderella Sips stepsisters have to mutilate their feet in order mm -hmm. to fit into the shoe. Um, and um, the prince turns over the shoe and blood drip trickles out. Well, in order to achieve this effect... After the women have put their feet in the in the in the shoe, uh, there's a blood bag that the prince is wearing that's attached to his back, um, and there's a little pump in one hand and a hose that goes all the way up the sleeve and around his back to the bag and then down the other sleeve. So he squeezes the pump, and the blood comes out of the hose around the other wrist um, and into the shoe, and then he picks up the shoe and dunks it. Right there's the effect. So. Sieber's never had an understudy rehearsal, as I said, never had a, a put in for this part. He's pumping and nothing's coming out of the thing. So, you know, he doesn't quite realize that there's a delay. So he just keeps pumping because it takes time for the air oh, to get true. all the way through. So he's <laughs> pumping and 
the air catches up and all of a sudden it starts spurting out of, <laughs> out, of out of his wrist he fills the shoe it hits the conductor it's like it's blood everywhere laura benanti comes out she puts her foot in the shoe that fits you know like a glove and like blood spurts because it's full of and then he has to pick laura benanti up and put her on the horse, horse. the white plastic horse oh. which smears with blood <laughs> so this was the darkest most macabre into the woods yeah exactly exactly so there's 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 a lighter note story although i guess it's only lighter depending on one's perspective I like it. We we know the inside scoop. Yep. Serena, shall we move on? We shall. So, I would love to know, Eddie, what your greatest, your favorite male performances are, especially since your upcoming book is uh, about male performances <laughs> well um I, I i i have to tell your listeners um that this question i was given notice about this about 12 seconds before we went to air so i haven't really thought about it um about <laughs> uh, favorites or like picking sophie's choice for me and how i feel today will have everything to do with what i had for lunch and if the stars are in cancer <laughs> and whatever um that's but, fine um, so it's it's today's choices it doesn't have to stand forever yeah, but if I am naming five off of the top of my head, I will say um, uh, that Mandy Patinkin in Sunday in the Park with George oh, um, yes. was um, was was you know like one of those that just you know um, I, I'm just making a list so I don't have to describe them right I'm just giving you a list okay a, um, a list is fine if uh, you have a little sidebar to it that's fine too Harvey Firestein in Hairspray was just like mm. what. I never saw that coming and what the hell. And <laughs> yeah. that was beautiful. Um, um, I'm gonna say um, that Daniel Day Kim in The King and I, well, I don't know why that just popped into my head, but I loved, loved, loved Daniel Day Kim in The King and I. I also love Lou Diamond Phillips in The King and I. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, those were two nice. um stunning male performances and i think for lack of just this is an unfair question but um i'm gonna also she just popping into my she said you can have honorable mention if you'd like a couple of those mm-hmm. you can uh, well craig bierko popped into my mind in the music man nice. um and yeah uh and um i was lucky enough to see a um Revival of uh, Zero Mustel and Fiddler on the Roof, so that stays with me always. Um, wow. That um, that was in 1976, so that that's with me always. Um, I wasn't and, born yet. Uh, yeah, that's a sad thing that you missed that. Oh, and Nathan Lane in Guys and Dolls. I mean, come oh, on. Yes. Oh yes. Um, oh, and Victor Garber in Assassins, and now I'll stop. Yes, really good. <laughs> I didn't make a list, but I want to throw one in. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Douglas Hodge in Lacage. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved him in it. I thought he was spectacular. Serena, what are your yeah, choices on to my list? Okay, so uh, number five, I have Josh Gad in Book of Mormon, just because I think that's a great example of when someone fits apart so perfectly. It's like they almost don't need don't need to try. He did try, not to say he didn't try. Um, <laughs> number four, I have um, John John Briones in Miss Saigon Revival wow. as the engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fantastic job. I love that role. Um, then I have Dennis O'Hare as Guteau in Assassins. You mentioned Assassins. Um, just because I think he did a great job of portraying how they described um, a child with a gun. Number two <laughs> is Gary Beach and Producers. Um, absolutely hilarious. Rest in peace. I loved him as a performer. And then number one is my absolute favorite uh male performance of all time i watch it all the time uh many different versions is alan cummings is the master of ceremonies in cabaret that was the first male performance not to discredit any others but like that i watched and i went oh my god this is a masterpiece of a performance like i still can't stop listening to the soundtrack all the time and i he just gives me chills every time it's a character that embodies all of germany and so many different characters and people targeted and he does such a good job embodying each one and like that um androgynous feeling and hypersexuality he does such a good job and i love it and my honorable mentions real quick christian borrell is marvin and falsettos ken page and ain't misbehavin and mandy mandy patinkin in sunday in the park with george <laughs> i know wow that's a yeah. really varied and interesting list serena that's bravo. a good list really like it <laughs> and there will be more and you'll suddenly go oh what about more. that guy I forgot that one <laughs> yeah fun good I'm interested, super interested, Serena, in how you single out Ken Page over Andre De Shields. Now, I mean, to me, they're tied. Like how in, in misbehaving, how do you, how do you, how do you it's, choose? It's so hard. <laughs> this is the hard, the hard part of lists. This is why Evan is the list yes. master, and I follow in his footsteps. Right, right, yeah. right. And may I ask, are you aware of these performances mostly from bootleg videos that you've seen on YouTube? Because some of those don't quite maybe out with your age range i don't know if i can release information <laughs> i cannot of my i cannot confirm nor deny yeah i plead the fifth fair enough at this moment okay we all watch them I don't know. <laughs> of course of course but but i believe that eddie has seen actually seen all of those shows live <laughs> to which he refers yes that is true i have <laughs> oh but I've also seen all the ones she refers to, so that just makes me an addict. Well, I was going to mention a little something about the addiction. I have an awareness, though I've never seen it personally, that there is a ginormous collection of playbills in your home. Um, you're not wrong. I, Where the, are they the, kept? The, um, I, they are kept everywhere because um, there I haven't thrown away a playbill in my life, um, so... Um, there are, there 40 there, years of playbills. Yes. And there, there are thousands. Um, Isn't that so amazing? it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, well, it, it's, uh, you know, I wish I were better at sort of doing them. There's a part of me that sort of feels like, cause they're just in stacks. It's not like yeah. I have them in binders and can find them Organized. and, you know, and you can find the information that you want online. So there's a part of me that's like, isn't it time to just throw them away? You can get everything you want online, but I yeah. can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. So uh, that's why I have another apartment so that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> a place to put your playbills. Now that makes sense exactly. to me. Exactly. Exactly. Yay. <laughs> All right. So Serena. are we going to move to our game segment? Well, only because I thought we should just keep moving, moving along. But yeah, yes. I, think, I think we should. So um, drum roll, please. We are now entering the game <laughs> section. And I will now become a whole different person. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. 
You look really different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor for a reason. <laughs> yeah, well by done. Way, Eddie, <laughs> she, she is a spectacular actor, by the way. Well, right now, I was thinking for a moment that actually Tennis O'Hare as Gateau had entered the room, so oh, she's that she, good. She is that good, yes. Yeah. All right, let's play a game. All right. Welcome to Games with Coco. I will be your host, Serena Parrish. Today we have Coco and Eddie. They will be going head-to-head -to, -head to test their Broadway knowledge in our famous game, Broadway According to Wikipedia. Woo! <laughs> Don't know why I separated the Wik. Apedia. <laughs> As you know, I will be reading off uh, different little excerpts, uh, little bits, little tidbits from Wikipedia about certain musicals, and they will each be trying to guess from each hint what that musical is. Um, Mamma Mia! <laughs> we're, we're just going to yell out Mamma Mia every time. <laughs> and are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Yes. I'm right, but we decided what we decided we're we're raising our hand. Is that what we're doing? Yes. So we can't so buzz in. Chaos. We can't have chaos. Why yes. can't we buzz in? I want to buzz in. You could. Do you have a buzzer? Oh, you want to make a buzzer? Buzzer. No, you can make a buzzer. No, raise my hand. I'll play along. <laughs> I'll raise my hand. <laughs> okay, this is your first hint for the mystery musical. The musical is a send up of backstage murder plots set in 1959 Boston. Eddie? Curtains. Yes! <laughs> and scene. And scene. My dad made that one, and so I'm now going to move to my list because I was sure his would be too on the nose. <laughs> oh, too easy. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Coco, you are losing. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow. In some circles... This I would be winning. She has to hear the whole question. Yeah, in, in some, some circles, circles this because, could be winning. No, this would be winning because this means she gets a date at the end of the day, and I do not. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here comes my right. comeback. Let's go. <laughs> the next, uh, the first hint of this new musical is a review. The new musical is campy, cynical, totally insincere, and fabulously well-crafted and funny. Madly, outrageously funny. Coco? The Drowsy Chaperone? No. It's review. Madly, outrageously funny review. No, no, no. The, I thought it was from a review. You did not say the piece was a review. No, it's this, oh. this bit is from a review. Okay, I want to make sure oh. I understood it. I was listening, thinking the whole thing's a review. Okay. I would I so... never have said Drowsy Chaperone <laughs> had that been the case, of course. It's, okay. Uh, it's it's I-E-W, not U-E. Okay, so all we know, it's a madcap. Uh, read, uh, it again. read it again, please. The new musical is campy, cynical, totally insincere, and fabulously oh. well-crafted and funny. Madly, outrageously funny. My guess was bad. Jazzy <laughs> Chaperone's very sincere. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Funny. Any, any thoughts, Eddie? You may take Well, I mean, the, 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 there are so many things that apply. When you say cynical, mm -hmm. I immediately think of, of Chicago, but that's mm -hmm. not what we're talking about. So, um, he talks Book of Mormon. just like I do, right? This is just the way I mm -hmm. play this game. That's hilarious. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, I think we need more. Okay, so no guess. So we'll go on to a second clue, please. 
second clue. This is from the synopsis. Feeling cheated, character A leaves character B and returns to her former boyfriend, character C. Is he a wily poet? <laughs> that's from an old. That's from an old game. That's an that's an old <laughs> reference. <laughs> character A leaves character B and returns to her old boyfriend. Yes. And it's wickedly funny. Yeah. And it's insincere, cynical, cynical, even. Character A leaves character B. Maybe I, I, focus on around the age range. Boyfriend is more common. Oh, child, a young person. Teenagers. Yeah. Around. Teenagers. Around there. Young people. College age. Funny. We're doing terribly. Keep going. Next clue. Yeah. Okay. We've decided. Wait, wait. By the way, now we've decided we're playing together as opposed to playing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is that so okay? This is a... Yes. Okay. This is a lyric. I'm regrettably of the opinion that I've not merely broken the law. Holy cow. <laughs> this is Maybe. embarrassing. We're supposed we, to be good we, at like, this. Wait, do, we, do you know Frank Vlasnik? You know him, right? Yes. Hey, do you know Frank? Um, he was on too. And we did terribly too because they picked such obscure ones that, and, <laughs> and we could never come up with it. Curtains was better. Maybe we should stick with Dan's list. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't, I don't know that lyric. Do you know that lyric? No. All right. Uh, stars or people involved, uh -huh. Mark O'Donnell and Thomas Meehan. Meehan. Mark O, Mark, yeah, Meehan, Mark O'Donnell and Thomas Meehan. Um, she left her, uh, well, I'm assuming it's a she, she, yeah, fair enough. Yes. And maybe it isn't a she, but okay. Let's go with she. Left her old, left her boyfriend, or returned to her old boyfriend. Character A left character B and returned to her old boyfriend. Oh, well, I mean, this hairspray, it, hairspray is, is, is Mark O'Donnell and, and Tom Meehan, but who left an old boyfriend? Who it's left the boyfriend and went to hairspray. It's not hairspray. But it's... Hairspray adjacent. I think I can give another lyric that's more uh, popular. Toys in the belfry, bats in the attic. Oh, that is familiar. Yeah, and that's not the Betty Hutton song. This, but I just it, don't see the harm in oh. carving your name into my arm. Yeah, it, it's, it's a oh, crybaby. It's, it's yes. Yeah, I was like, I know. I was, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm almost there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that took forever. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. But it wasn't funny, 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 funny. Well, somebody reviewed it that way. Okay, Someone there you thought go. it was funny. <laughs> Oops. We try not to be negative on this show. <laughs> okay. We want another one. We, we need a do-over. Unless All right. you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to anymore. Really? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> You're like, unless you don't. She's, she's over us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, first hint from the background. Adapted from the same 1937 play as You've Got Mail. She Loves Me. Yes! Yeah, I knew that too. I just... <laughs> I'm did... sorry, I should have written that hand. I didn't do that. The word, the word, I didn't even have time to get the words around my tongue. 
Yes. My goodness. All right. I guess another one. Okay. <laughs> got it. So we so we um, got two right. No, we got all. <laughs> I guess we got all of them right. But yes. This is uh, another show. Okay. First hint. Tells the story of a powerful newspaper columnist um, who uses Newsies. his connections. No, to ruin Sweet his small success. Yes. Yep. Yep. See, my dads are too easy. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's another one. This one is mine. Okay. It'll be hard. This show has been revived three times on Broadway from 1955 to 2004. 1955. Interesting. To 2004. Oh, uh, uh, no. Did you say Finian's Rainbow? I did. It is. Oh, because the first revival is 55. I'm thinking the first production's 55 because mm-hmm. that's production. the 40s. Yeah. That's 47. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. got it, Eddie. All we right. got it. We got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want another one? I can yes. yes. All right. Are you crazy? <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> this is, this is okay. our favorite thing in the world. I can play this for hours. <laughs> okay. The musical opened in 1990 to many mixed negative reviews. That's it? That's all we get? Grand Hotel? No. <laughs> City of Angels? 1990. Miss Saigon? Guesses. No. <laughs> all very good guesses. Those are great 1990 guesses. Will Rogers Follies? Miss no. Saigon? No. <laughs> you said that already, I think. Um, Did I? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, mixed negative? Did you say mixed negative? Mixed uh-huh. negative reviews, yes. Uh-huh. Mixed negative. In 1990. Hmm. I mean, I was actually going with Tony Award nominees, so that's not, you know, they're pro- it's probably not a Tony Award if it was ne- mixed to negative. Yeah. Um, 1990. Well, let's, go, let's go on to another clue okay. just for the fun of it. Midway through the show, character A sits in his rumpus room, aimlessly playing guitar. Character B enters and tries to convince him to play her a song. Rumpus room. Rumpus room. That's our first thing we put. Rumpus room. Sits in his room. Character B enters. Says, play me a song. Play me a song. And no doubt he does, because, you know, it's a musical. Yeah, I'm sure that it's how it goes. I feel like, it sounds like it should be Doonesbury, but that's like 88. Do you uh, want a little hint with uh, to set you on the right track with the saying it leads into a song? It does not lead into. Uh, he does not play the guitar for her. <laughs> well, you know what? This is why it flopped. This is why it flopped. If he had, he didn't if he play had the played guitar. the guitar, it yeah, was missed the opportunity cue for a song. Yeah. Um. Huh. Who the hell has a rumpus room? Uh, other than a great rumpus cat. The great rumpus cat has a rumpus room. But. No, that, that was a different show. Okay, um, don't know. Do you know? No. Would you like to hear? Next clue. Worked out a quiet and simple plan. Strolled of a morning all, spli- all spick and span. It autocorrected by accident. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we don't know this. I'm sure we know this musical, but we just don't know. We just yes. can't put uh, together. Out a quiet the next hint is very telling, I think. Oh. Okay. Would you like it? Yes. Okay. Um, it's, not, it's not Blood Brothers. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the score is written to reflect both popular music of the various depicted eras a broader t- and a broader tradition of patriotic American music. 
Teddy and Alice, but that's not right. I mean, I'm just thinking patriotic. Oh, wait. 1990. Yeah. Assassins. This yes. is Assassins. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. John Hinckley Jr. He didn't play. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get Assassins. For the, that was good clue giving because it wasn't obvious mm-hmm. where you were taking us. Good job. Yes. Okay. Good job. More. Do we want more? Yes! It's, it's your show. You tell us. Yes, we want more. I say more. Okay. <laughs> this is a review. The show not is you, not, not a review. It is, yes. it is a review this is from by HuffPost. I-E-W. Review. Okay. The show itself and the cast as a whole may be lackluster and flawed, but its two leading ladies are certainly deserving of praise. Wicked. Warp paint. Yes. 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 <laughs> well done. Thank you. All right. Where are the rest of my list? <laughs> Wicked. That's a good guess too. Okay, that is. A... <laughs> I believe this may be the last one. What? What a chip. We demand a recount. <laughs> I might actually, I, I can always cut out me, like, going to look for them, but I might have some that we never used. I actually have one that I could give you that we never Ooh, used. okay. Ooh, mixing it up. Okay. I, I could like dispense get... with the Wikipedia thing and just make up clues. I feel like <laughs> That's true, too. You made up a list, you can make up clues. <laughs> My father was able to get this one, uh, so I don't okay. know how well this is going to go. Um, Your father was with... not able to? So he, he, was. Was oh. he was. He was. With total estimated worldwide gross receipts over six billion. Frozen. Lion King. No. <laughs> Phantom. Phantom. What'd you say? Phantom. Phantom. It is Phantom. Yeah. Figure. No. No. We didn't even let her finish the sentence. No. Well, it <laughs> wasn't a very gra- good sentence. Do you want me to go grab my my? My sure. Yes. I'm pre- I feel like it's only for Eddie, though. You probably don't even know the musical. Serena. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see if I can easily. Well, what was this one not given by my dad? No, this was one that I had come up with oh. one day when we were doing it with whoever we were doing it with, and we were all giving clues. I don't remember how it uh-huh. and why it happened. Wait, I need- that's John Hinckley Jr.'s rumpus room? Yeah, what the hell's a rumpus room? That's how it was described. Okay, let's see. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so difficult. All right. (laughs) This musical... This musical's young composer wrote both the music and the lyrics. Young composer. Light in the piazza. Nope. Good guess, though. I know this isn't right because you said I probably wouldn't know it, but I was going to say Great Comet. Nope. Also a nice guest. Saturday Night. Nope. Ah, look at you. No. <laughs> Anyone Can Whistle. No. Still young. Still, <laughs> still young. <laughs> this, this person was young and is actually still young. If that Oh, you. oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Out of Town 13. Review. 13. Uh-huh. No, but interesting choice. Out of Town Review. Truthfully and authentically latches on to the rhythms of late adolescence. Uh, 13! That sounds like 13. <laughs> 13. Unfortunately, not 13. Late oh. adolescence. Oh, I don't know, even know if you wanted to have a... I gave you a... 
I don't think this is right, but Children of Eden? Nope. No. No. That's about the Bible. It said children. <laughs> it said it said late adolescence, but yeah. Late adolescence. Tunefully and authentically latches onto the rhythms of late adolescence. Uh, be more chill. Did Joe Iconis write the lyrics? He's not young. That take that back. Um, He's young. What are you, what are you calling young? You called yourself young earlier. Spring Awakening. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good, and it isn't right, but that is good. Uh, that but, is really good. Wait, did Duncan Sheep write the lyrics? I don't think I don't, he did. I don't didn't, think he did. Steven Slater write the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, keep going, Lauren. Okay, he called me Lauren. All right. <laughs> it is about a high school. It is about a group of high school friends after graduation. And has some gay themes. Oh, oh, um, the, 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 this terrible flop, that one, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, oh, God, yeah. uh, that four-person show, um, yeah. the Glory Days, Glory Days. You did it! I knew you would! I knew you could do it! Um, Serena, it opened and closed on the same night. Oh, oh, <laughs> my. Yep. And if you had gotten all the way to the end and needed it, the swing was Alex Brightman. That's what I was going to tell you. There you go. Glory days, everyone. But Glory days. One performance on Broadway, and still, there is a CD. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's hope for the rest of us. That was a fun one. That's a good one. Yay. <laughs> is Serena still trying to come up with more? What's happening over there? I'm trying to find... Um... Coco, you may, I think I may have revealed this one to you as a practice one, but I think we can still do it. And let Eddie be the guesser? Yes. Sure. Um, I'll see how well you remember it, Coco. Okay. Okay. This is from the description. It is a sung-through musical that incorporates many different stories. Les Miserables. No. That's what I was going for someone yep. guessing. I'm pretty sure that's what we guessed first <laughs> last time, if we ever, in our practice, maybe. Sung through many stories, okay. Children of Eden. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sung through many stories. Mamma Mia! No, that's not right. Just kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> uh, keep going. Oh, yep. okay, sorry. Uh, plot. Um, character A heads into town to tell character B... Uh, B's parents that their son has died. What? Yeah. Character A heads into town. Like I'm picturing like little town. So yes, Belle goes and... into town. <laughs> exactly. And goes exactly. to the baker and says, your, your son has died. That's terrible. Um, uh, that, her, that their son has died. I'm sorry to hear it. That their son has died. This is a very sad story. This is dead air. On, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I'll let you know this. Uh, this one uh, little musical, the hints were purposely made to lead you away from it. Um, yeah, it's very deceptive. Of it was time. in the early days of our game, and that was the development of it. That how far oh, wait. away from it? So, Lauren, you—I know, mean, Coco—you know the answer. I don't remember the answer. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but I, I do remember them trying to lead me, and I was talking through everything, and I was like, that's a good mm. answer. Character A ah. says your son has died. 
I want to make a joke, but then it's probably the answer, so I didn't. I'm not going to do it. Mamma Mia. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you sure? And it's not, and it's not Fun Home, but it's the one that I always guess. <laughs> the, the one that I told you. When in doubt, guess blank. Susical. Susical. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who died in Susical? <laughs> he didn't die, but the um, General Genghis Khan Schmidt goes to the parents and says, Jojo died in a minefield, but he didn't. This is the worst. That's terrible. (laughs) I demanded a recount then. I demand a recount now. But I'll tell you a good Susical story, a Susical adjacent story. I am in Los Angeles a few weeks ago uh, on a standby line to get my vaccination. And I was online for 12 hours. And at one point I walked to the bathroom and then I came back and I get a text from Kevin Chamberlain saying, did you just walk by me on the standby line? Because we're all math. So Kevin Chamberlain was also on the standby line. So we sat and chatted for an hour. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. You could have added him to your book. I, that, well, so then he writes to me on Facebook because I started promoting the book, and he's like, "Where's my chapter?" So now Next I'm in one, trouble. Volume two. Now yeah. I'm in trouble. Right, right. Well, he'll be willing to get into drag for it takes a woman, so I could do that. Yeah, he would. There you go. Yeah. You want to do one more, Serena? Or are we calling it a success? I can always cut this one out if I remember that we have done it, but I don't remember if we have. It opened to mixed critical reception. Most complained that the new plot was loose, while others noted that the mixed the mix of lowbrow comedy and high ideals seemed at odds. The new plot? Yes. It went, uh, uh, it's Bullets Over Broadway. No, no, that's... Uh, new plot, old score is what I'm thinking. So we've got to have, like... It's got to be, like, nice work if you can get it. Or he crazy plays just for like you. I do. He does exactly or... my thing. It's the same technique. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I do kind new of remember plot, this one. High ideals, low more, no, low what? Low brow. Low brow. Low brow comedy and high ideals. I think this one was guessed fast last time, and I think it was by Frank. Oh, that's why it's not sticking in my brain. <laughs> low brow comedy, high ideals, new plot. Okay, and what's the next clue? Okay, this is from the synopsis. His deceased wife appears, comforting her husband and advising him to follow his heart. What's the Blood Spirit musical called? High Spirits. High Spirits, please. But, mm-hmm. Yes, but she's not She's not comforting. She's, no, she's not. And, right. um, and in Secret Garden, there's no antics, there's no comedy. And so who else has a dead wife show Who's up? Who's dead? Yeah, what's ghost-like? <laughs> Billy um, Elliot, there's uh, a dead mom from, there. Oh, yeah, but that's also not high high comedy. Nope. Frumacera is not a wife. Um, <laughs> Thinking of all the dead people dead... And all the, that come back and talk to us. Dead wife. Oh, Cinderella's well, and of course mother. the baker's wife comes back. Yeah, and Cinderella's yeah. mother comes back. But no, no high, no, no high comedy. Um, no lowbrow. Low or lowbrow comedy. Um, dead wife. <laughs> Oh, dead wife. Dead wife. I know dead mom, but that's something else. Let, let's. And comes back. And the it's husband's. the reprise ups- of dead mom. Yeah. Yeah. Dead wife. Dead wife. Um, could you give us the next clue? Is that all right? Yes. This uh, next hint is my favorite of the hints involving this show. 
Um, the musical was originally performed in Yale University's gymnasium swimming pool in 1974. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it was Frank who got it right off the bat, so he never got yeah. all of these things. Mm. <clears throat> Nicely done. Yeah. Yes. All right. I have one that's not from Wikipedia, but it's fun. Go for but it. this might be hard for you, Serena. Should I go? Well, we'll try anyway. Yeah. So, we'll work together. We'll work together, Serena and I. Yeah. The, in the history of shows that played at encores, this is the only one, the only one in which a person played the same role that that person played when the show premiered on Broadway. Gypsy. Who are you thinking? I'm thinking Patti LuPone. No, no, no. When, when, so uh, when, when it opened at Encores, that person had already played the show on Broadway in that I misunderstood. Mm. I had it backwards because yeah. I was like, wait, that's happened yeah. a million, right? I mean, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, okay, no. I'm sorry. I need to rethink of that. Please so, say that sentence So again. of all <laughs> of the shows ever in Encores history, there's only one person who, when they played their show at Encores, had played that same role in the original production wow. of, on Broadway. So it could, a lot of years could have probably happened between the two. Mm-hmm. Serena, that's a good one. Huh. Now so one could say, one could guess incorrectly Anne Ryan King because Anne Ryan King did play Roxy at one time, but not in the original production of Chicago. So that would be close, but wrong. Interesting. I feel like there's going to be a lot of time between. Oh, um, oh, that's off Broadway. I want to say Ellen Green in Little Shop of Horrors, but that doesn't isn't right. Right. It's not Broadway. Right. That's and, and that's and that's also encore's off center, so a whole separate okay. thing. But that but was a good guess. Close. You got to give that me was credit a good for guess. that guess. It was a very good guess. <clears throat> and that's a lot of years between them too. And that's a lot of years before between. Um, <laughs> let's take another clue. You want to take another yeah. clue? Okay. Um, uh, this is, mm, I started to give this clue and I'm thinking, does this make it too easy? Um, one of the lead characters, I'm I'm playing one of the most famous show-stopping songs, but small, uh, but, 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 uh, sorry. One of the lead characters had one of the most show-stopping songs and also had a show-stopping song, 11 o'clock number, um, in the original production of Guys and Dolls, in the original production of this musical. So I feel like Same the show-stopping actor. number in Guys and Dolls is Sit Down Your Rock in the Boat is kind of... There you go. Yeah, good job. Okay. Really good job. Okay. So... But it's not Guys and Dolls. So it's that same no. actor in the original Guys and Dolls. Sheesh. Who, who is Nicely Nicely Johnson in the original Guys and Dolls? <laughs> that person also had is a he role. In your book? <laughs> no, he's dead. Oh, he's um, dead. Although his his last Broadway musical was uh, is featured on the cover of my book. Can you um, tell us that, or just for the fun of it, or that mess it up? For sure. Us? He he was he was in uh, he's in the musical um, that. Uh, ben Vereen is in the center of my the cover of my new book um, in performance in a musical that that was this guy's last Broadway musical. He Good also bit. had a part, a decent part in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Yeah. Who was Nicely Nicely Johnson in the original Guys and Dolls? That's a long time ago. It is. This this might this might be unfair for you, Serena. <laughs> this question. Maybe me, but okay. All right. So that actor was Stubby K. I want to K. say James. Co- oh, Stubby K. Hmm. So that and that's the answer. Stubby K. And so, uh, no, so no, 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 oh, no. So that's okay. that. Okay. So he did Stubby K was in a musical. Right. He did another show. See, I don't know what it is. He did another show-stopping number that he'd done on Broadway, and then years later did it for them on Encore, in Encores. And I don't know what year Encores started. Do you have any idea when Encores started? Can you give us an idea to that in the late nineties? Yeah, but uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Uh, I think this production of Encores. I know this production of Encores was like early two thousands. Um, okay, so uh, he was around uh, that long. Stubby K lived into the No, no, he wasn't in it. Sub, Stubby K is not the person who was in it. Oh, I lost tra- I got confused. But the show. I'm so sorry. So my clues are shitty. Um, so <laughs> Stubby K was in this musical that that the, this 1950s musical that but this actor. He's not actor, the guy. He's not the guy. Right. Oh, okay. Stubby K was in this musical. How to succeed in business? You're in the right You're ballpark. You're really good. That's good. That's good. But that was uh, never at Encores. Okay. And we think this was Encores in the early 2000s. So this musical has something in common with, I'm, I'm really, I'm not being fair to you. This musical has something in common with the show that features the song Tomorrow. And it has something in common with the show that features the song You've Got Possibilities. So it's written by Charles has... Strauss. Charles nope. Strauss. No, no, no. Although, although though, that's good. Those do. That was... <laughs> and it has okay. something in common with the musical um, that has the song Happiness. That's Charlie Brown. So that means Roger Bart was in it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know so, why but you I just... decided that. I don't know why I picked that. That's so well. Off. Tomorrow, uh, Annie. I, I know, but why did I say Roger Hurt? I have no idea. So <laughs> Annie and and that song, that show from You've Got Possibilities and Happiness. Uh, what do those shows have bird, in common? It's a plane. It's a bird. It's a plane. Uh-huh. Superman, Charlie Brown, based on cartoons. Uh huh. <clears throat> so what's another musical based on a cartoon? Doonesbury. Now we're back to Doonesbury again. That's not right, it. Exactly. Um. It's another cartoon musical. Now, you could maybe come up with a Serena. I feel like you're going to get this. It's based on a cartoon. Or a comic book, I guess. <laughs> the Encore's leading cast included Leah Delaria, Alice Ripley, Burke Moses. Wow. Oh, Lil Abner. Correct. And the person... Julie Newmar played Stupefying Jones in the original production of Lil Abner. And, and then, then she was 100 and did it again. Yes! Yeah. Very nice. It's some now good I trivia, but I'm him. sorry, Serena, that was hard. That was hard because oh, no, I realize okay. it predates you. <laughs> and me. <laughs> right, wow. and you too. Of course, you too. Of course, of course. <laughs> wow. That's fun, though. Yeah, you, know, you should invite Eddie to come play this game again, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this was, I like this. <laughs> Eddie, thank you for coming. Thank you. That's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. I, hope, I, I hope love being had. Thousands and millions of books. 
Well, yes. Coco, you can make that happen, but if you buy thousands and millions of books, <laughs> I, I will buy one. Well, and that's I might a start. Buy, and I might be able to <laughs> buy one as a gift. So maybe I'll buy two. Well, read it first. You might hate it. You yeah, know, I'll read yeah, it first and then decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I could yeah. read Serena's and then decide, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, 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 no. Are you in paperback for your first book or no? You're never going to go paperback. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, no. Nothing like a dame come out in paperback and it oh, is yeah. out in paperback now. Um, and this one, presumably in a year, will will hit paperback as well. They also told me that this one's coming out in audio, which is bizarre because, like, it's not coming out with the audios, like I have the raw material of those tapes. So it's like somebody reading Christian oh. Borle, somebody reading, yeah. you know, Raul Esparza. If someone's interesting, it could be good. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, <laughs> would've been fun for you to do it. Why aren't you doing your own audio book? They didn't ask me. They didn't ask, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Cause you know I'll go book. anywhere I'm asked. <laughs> Clearly. <'Cause> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, how do we close this, how do we close it out? Um, I will close it, but I just want to say it has been lovely meeting you, Eddie. Um, this has been very fun. I enjoyed this very, very much. Um, and, um, I guess you can just repeat after, repeat after me. Um, what do we say at the end of each episode? It's your podcast. I don't know. I know. Oh, no, no. Okay. I got it. I got it. Just, uh, repeat after me. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Let's take five. Let's, Let's take, take five. five.